0: Welcome back, everyone. I just love hosting this podcast so much, and the amazing transformation that happens for people in these coaching sessions just touches my heart every time. It never gets old. Today's call is no different. So much good stuff in this one about overcoming the pain that our inner bully or inner critics create. So thank you for continuing to listen because your listening and subscription to this show ensures its success. If you haven't had a chance to leave a rating and review, please do just go to iTunes, search for over and on with it. And there you can leave a rating and review. And thank you to those of you who've been addressing me directly in the reviews. I do read them and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel your words and my gratitude is there's no words to express it. So thank you. Also, if you'd like to actually meet me and receive live in-person coaching, as well as experience a truly life-changing week, then join me for my retreat in Bali at the end of September. I cannot express through words how transformational this retreat is. Between the work we do, the other like-minded people this retreat attracts, and the magical spiritual energy of Bali, there's a reason I've been there seven times, you're guaranteed to have a lasting healing and insight that will change the rest of your life. So whatever you're looking for, clarity of purpose, final letting go of an issue or belief that has plagued you for decades, like body image or self-worth, or you just want an incredible vacation that includes mind, body, and spirit, then don't delay. Please email jill at christinehassler.com to apply and get more info. And it's one thing when I talk about these retreats, but it's an entirely another thing when someone who's experienced them has. So I wanted to read to you a testimonial from Lisa who attended the retreat last year. She writes, when I booked my trip to Bali with Christine, I had three primary intentions to feed my soul, to meet Nassib tribe of like-minded women, and to heal two particular fears I knew were holding me back. I can confidently say that attending this retreat has helped me to accomplish all of these. The retreat is almost indescribable, powerful and transformational. This setting is the most beautiful soul nourishing place you can imagine. Plus the structure of the retreat combined with beautiful Balinese rituals and ceremonies to help us deepen and integrate all we learned were powerful beyond measure. I laughed and cried every day. The women that were with me on this trip have become my soul sisters. I've come back to my quote unquote real life now, but I feel completely different I have a commitment to new self-honoring habits, and I have a renewed sense of purpose and spiritual connection. I'm so incredibly grateful. If you're unsure about whether Bali may be worth it, I can definitely say, just go. Go to Bali. It's worth every penny, and you will not regret it. Thank you, Lisa. And I loved having you there last year. So again, you can email Jill at Christinehassler.com and get all the info. So speaking of transformation, that is at the heart of my coaching with Ravi today. He was bullied a lot as an adolescent. Now he's internalized that pain, resulting in a very loud inner bully that is keeping him stuck. So far, he has tried to figure it out with his mind how to overcome his inner critic. But as you'll hear in the call, Overcoming his inner critic is not something he can do with his mind alone. I take him through a heart meditation you can do with him. And also last week in Coach's Corner, I put up a free guided meditation to connect and listen to your heart. So we'll link that up in the show notes as well. Also, I want to give you a new look at the word passion, which I suspect will be a bit revelatory for you. So be sure to listen up for that. As you listen to this call, consider, are you trying to figure out your issues or challenging, but it's not getting you very far by trying to figure it out in your head? Were you bullied, teased, or criticized as a child or a teenager, and it still haunts you today? Do you have some kind of past trauma that you are terrified to actually address and feel? Would you say you live more in your head than your heart? Keep these questions in mind as we listen to my session with Ravi. Ravi, welcome to the show. How can I help?
1: Hi, Christine. Um, well, I've, I've been for a while trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I had a turbulent time when I was growing up, especially in my 20s. And also when I was a teenager, I moved from my home country to the U.S. What's your home country? And, oh, Brazil.
0: Brazil. And how old are you now?
1: I'm 35 now. Okay. And when I moved there, I I was just, I was like bullied for two years straight. And that really affected how I saw myself. And yeah, it was, I couldn't understand what was, what was happening to me. And I wasn't able to tell anyone. So that really affected me. And then later on, um, during my university years, I started uh, experimenting experimenting with uh, marijuana and i i totally lost it i mean i from what i've been able to gather i just i became a full blown neuro- neurotic and i had to deal with crazy anxiety um like just depressed and i was basically like living in my head yeah and I, I don't re I, I kind of don't remember five years of my life. Okay. Be- it wasn't because I was stoned, but it was because I was not connected to to my feelings or my intuition or anything like that.
0: Well, it was also a coping strategy. When we have, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you were bullied severely, that's trauma, Robbie, and it's mm-hmm. important to have compassion for that. Not let it become your identity, but it is part of your journey. And when we have trauma, you know, psychologically we have to come up with a way to cope with that and often completely disconnecting and just sort of going into almost like a zombie mode in a lot of ways, Um, Mm. which means we don't remember things. They're there. They're just not in your conscious mind. They're in your unconscious mind. But that was, that was what you needed to do to cope. So it's important to have an understanding that that is, you know, kind of a, a, A normal psychological response to trauma and also compassion for yourself rather than, than judgment. Because I can, you're not even to your question yet, but I can already sense the self judgment that you have towards yourself. Mm -hmm. And that only is going to make really determining your purpose, knowing your purpose, which really doesn't have anything to do with a career, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even more challenging. Right? Because mm-hmm. you you are internalizing the external bullying in, in a way, I have a, I guess that you have become a bigger bully to yourself than anyone else ever could be as a way to protect yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely yes.
0: Yeah. And although that's effective in some ways, in that it may motivate you, it may protect you, again, no one can be harder on you than you it mm-hmm. keeps you in that traumatic response because by treating yourself that way it's like you're reigniting that wound over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can we can
0: we can we can agree that's probably not the way you want to live your life. So, yeah. so what's your question?
1: Well, my question is how do I figure out what and I, I like I want to say my my mission. I want to say my career because I feel like there are voices in my head telling me things and I've, I I tried to listen to my heart just to try to understand what my heart is telling me but I just it's just I just can't seem to figure it out, you know. Okay, so we don't figure
0: out the major things in our life. They're The key word being out, you know, we're trying to look for something outside as the answer How we really come into alignment with our purpose and our mission is through insight and is through listening to the heart so first Since since you're acknowledging the head is noisy and there's some voices in there. What is your head saying to you?
1: My head is telling me to get a job and to be successful and um yeah it's it's being very pragmatic
0: Mm -hmm. and how does your head define success
1: Uh, Well, that's a good question um because uh, it's not it's, it's definitely not having lots of money but i I feel like I should have money. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so complicated.
0: Mm-hmm. What are you doing to support yourself now? How are you paying your bills?
1: Uh, right now, family's helping me out um, because I, I was working back home. And then now I'm in Canada. Mm-hmm. I got my education here. Okay. Um, And now I'm going back. And I'm thinking about... I have a lot of education. So I have... um. Graphic design background and also a teaching background. Okay. So now I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? You know, do I to teaching? Maybe I can teach, you know, some Photoshop or something like that. Um, That's where my mind is right now.
0: Okay. So thank you, Robbie's Mind, for speaking and being so honest. Now close your eyes.
1: Okay, closed.
0: Take a nice deep breath. Really deep, like all the way down into your toes. And for everybody listening, especially for those of you who live in your head, you can do this little guided meditation with Ravi. So keep breathing, Ravi, into your toes. So a lot of times we breathe into our head or into our throat or into our chest, but we don't get that breath all the way into our entire body, our entire being. So use that breath to sort of wake up. Your body from the neck down, from the head down. And as you're breathing, go ahead and bring your hand to your heart. Okay. And you don't have to say anything. You can just listen. Mm -hmm. So as you're breathing into your heart, I want you to really be aware of not just breathing into the front of your heart, the front of your chest, but breathing into your back body as well and fill in your whole heart space with breath. And if you can, you can imagine the color emerald green as you breathe into that heart space. That's the color of the heart chakra. And just see that beautiful color emerald green. And just inwardly, just inwardly, you don't have to say it out loud, but inwardly, Just say to your mind, mind, I so appreciate you. You serve a great purpose. And I just request that you just turn down the volume for a bit to let the heart speak. And then after you've said that to your mind, take a breath. And then inwardly say to your heart, I'm willing to listen, willing to hear what you desire. What do you long for? And the answer may come in an image, it may come in a feeling, it may come in a sensation. And this time I'd like you to out loud share with me just anything that's coming forward from your heart.
1: Uh, expression. Okay. Um, through art. Um... Just, just relaxing a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, that yeah, it will be okay.
0: Mm, so some reassurance. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's 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 all for now. I guess.
0: Okay. Okay, that's beautiful. That was some really good information from your heart, especially the expression through art. So let's talk about this for a moment. Do you feel like you're still carrying some of your pain around the bullying around?
1: Uh, you know, I, um, I've i done a lot to overcome that. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I could say yes, but. I I feel like yes.
0: If that were true, you wouldn't still be so hard on yourself and so afraid of moving forward in your life.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm better. Like I used to be so so hard on myself. I used, I used to think like to have that mentality that everything had to be perfect, and if it weren't perfect, I wouldn't like I just you keep like you can't do anything, you know. Yeah, you
0: know. well, and and that's amazing that you've made progress. But, but based on what you're telling me, you're still in a position where you're a little stuck and you're still being mm. hard on yourself mm. because, and, and, you know, of course you are, you're scared,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yep. scared of failure, scared of what other people will think, scared of being made fun of. And so there's a comfort zone in complacency, but your heart, your spirit Doesn't want to be complacent. It wants to live like it said, it wants to express. Mm. So here's the thing passion, which we often identify with purpose, the original definition of the word passion is suffering, comes from the passion of the Christ. And Mm. over time, we have evolved the word passion to mean what we love. And I truly believe that our purpose in life is to return to how we started. When we were born, we knew we were whole and complete and there was nothing wrong with us. And really our our journey is a return to love, to know that we are one, to know that we are loved, to know that we are no less or no more than anyone else, to know that nothing's wrong with us, to know we are whole and complete. That's our purpose. And then anything that we do in the world in terms of a career or a mission is an expression of our unique gifts, an expression of how you, Ravi, shows up in the world based on your life experiences and your unique gifts. So if I just were to kind of look at the puzzle pieces of your life and say, okay, part of his journey was being bullied. That was part of the trauma. That was part of the challenge. Everybody gets their AP courses in terms of struggle and suffering. It's part of the human experience. And that was a big life course for you. And you're Mm -hmm. not alone in that. Bullying is a big, big issue. And I think that you have processed a lot of it, but you use the word overcome. So I think you've learned how to manage it, but you haven't really transformed it. Because in order to truly be on the other side of something, we transform it. So just like we've transformed the word passion from suffering to love, we transform our experiences from one of being a victim to one of truly being a student and a seeker. And then we teach others based on our experiences. So, was this making sense so far? Yes. So part of how I think that you may want to look at how you want to transform this is to use that kind of pain from the bullying... And what that sort of did to you, and express it through art. Have you created any art from that place?
1: No, I don't want to go there.
0: <laughs> well, but 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 see, sweetheart, you're you're there every day.
1: Hmm. Well, I hope not. <laughs> but do you know? But,
0: I know, but do you know what I mean by that? Like the the, uh, the stuckness, the confusion. Mm. it's because you're still living in sort of a PTSD and so scared to get to the other side of it. Cause that means you have to go back to it. But here's mm. the thing. When you were being bullied, no one was there for you. You, like you said, you couldn't tell anyone and you had to suffer through so much of it on your own. And part of healing is learning how to tap into that place of compassion and being there for ourselves while we remember the experiences.
1: hmm Yeah. I just got to do it.
0: Yeah. So what scares you about creating art from that place?
1: Oh, yeah. It's funny I never thought about doing that. I mean, um, my artistic... I guess, you know, being when you draw and things like that, it's an evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of got stuck to the time before that when I was, you know, I might, when I was 13, 14, um, I can still draw, but I haven't re- really evolved much. Um, so I, I, I never thought about it that really like, mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah.
0: And it's not for the purpose of necessarily selling it. <laughs> it's for the purpose of catharsis. Think about like, Some of the best songs or movies or books or pieces of art, they come from people's pain a lot of the time. You know, all, most of my books came from my own suffering. I alchemized it through writing and processing it and being willing to feel it and be compassionate with myself and really look at, you know, what am I learning from it? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's an avoidance pattern you're in and your heart is yearning for expression. And those are very competing intentions. If we're trying to avoid feeling something, then being in full self-expression is impossible because expression doesn't mean, Oh, I'm just going to express what feels good. Expression means I'm going to express what's inside of me. Yep. hmm and my sense is that as you do that, you'll start to transform a lot of the pain that you've been carrying around. And, and what I see is somehow being involved in helping other people who've been bullied. There are so many nonprofits out there that are dedicated to anti-bullying. This is such a big issue. And I'm not saying you necessarily have to take it on. However, it may be something that you find very fulfilling. But in order to really serve in that way, you've got to process it inside yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give it some thought. I, yeah, I'd have, I have to think about that, you know?
0: Don't give it too much thought. Thinking is okay. is <laughs> thinking <laughs> is, is not getting you where you want
1: to go. I think too much.
0: Yes. Well, we all do. So really the first step for you is express. Listen to your heart. See, your heart will start to speak louder to you if you actually listen to it when it gives you a little piece of information. And your heart gave you a huge piece of information. You said expression and you said through art. Yeah. It is so important that you keep your word with your heart.
1: I know. Sometimes I don't do that.
0: <laughs> right. And how's that working for you?
1: Well, I'm here, aren't I? Right. Yeah.
0: And you've come a long way.
1: I have. And it's important to
0: acknowledge that and also look at, all right, I've come a long way. That's great. I can use that as momentum to keep going. But you've got to do something other than think with all the kind of because basically with bullying, what happens is it just, it shuts down our spirit Mm. because we believe something's wrong with us. And, and we just, it just sort of sucks the creativity out of us because we don't want to be seen. We think, we think the more we're invisible, the safer we are. Mm -hmm. And you matter, Ravi, you have gifts to share. Please don't, be invisible you've got to take off the invisibility cloak you're hiding in your your wherever you're living you're you're hiding by not working it's like you're not letting yourself be seen and it's time for you to be seen
1: yeah a lot of people know me because know me just by the like I don't like to be to put myself out there a lot I'm very private I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it seems like there is. <laughs>
0: of course. Of course. Again, it's protection. Mm. But we're not meant to be alone all the time, and we're not meant to be invisible. And it's also, you know, down the road, you're going to come to a time where you forgive the people that bullied you, too. Not, You don't have to call them up and say, hey, I forgive you, but it's an, it's an internal process that you'll do. And if you have my last book, Expectation Hangover, it, I walk you through exactly how to do that. So that may be a good a good thing to get as well as sort of a guidebook as you go through this. But it's, it's, it's sort of like you've just broken both your legs and you're asking me to train you for a marathon. Mm. And I'm like, okay, we can totally do that. But first we need to deal with these broken bones and rehab your legs. And then yeah, totally go run a marathon.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So your question was, you know, how do I find my purpose? Well, it's underneath some pain right now. And you've got to transform that. You've got to express it, you've got to listen to your heart so that you start to get some momentum. And so that all that energy that you're using to suppress your pain can be alchemized into some kind of expression. Because I can hear in your voice, there's a little bit of shutdown. There may be a little bit mild depression going on. And it's just because so much is suppressed. And I really do feel like creativity is going to be an amazing outlet for you. It's something you're drawn to anyway. You've got mm. the graphic design as one degree and then you've got the teaching as others. And again, like start to lean into using art as a, as a way of expression. And don't yet worry too much about, you know, what your job's going to be or if you're going to go help other people that have been bullied. That was just a seed that I planted. Right now, you've got to start alchemizing the pain so that you're not living your life in a constant state of PTSD.
1: Yeah, I know you talked about uh, forgiving the people that bullied me, but I think it's more like forgiving myself. Mm Um. Just because, like you said, you start hating yourself and mm. I had this huge self, self-loathing, self you know, and for a very long time. So it's it was very hard. So sometimes I'm just like, Rev, you got to be kind with you, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got to be kind with yourself.
0: Well, and express that through art. You draw a picture of your inner critic, you know, and know that you basically just did that as a way of protection. And we don't get rid of the inner critic by hating it. <laughs> Or, or making it wrong. Like you said, we've got to forgive ourselves and we've got to say, thank you, inner critic. I know you were just working to protect me.
1: Yeah, I can uh, see it, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. Good, go try it. Get that out. It will be incredibly therapeutic for you and, and keep drawing. And, and as you notice with the expression, your heart will be more satisfied and start to notice if you start to feel a shift in your energy. And, and if, if anger comes up, if sadness comes up, do release writing, you know, where you just write, write, write and rip it up or do more art, you know, and, and maybe destroy the art if you want it to be a cathartic thing that you don't hold on to, but move this energy. You've got to get it out. Of your head.
1: Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it after we're done here.
0: Awesome. Will you send me an email and let me know how it goes? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for your question. Thank you for your vulnerability, and I believe in you. This is just a part of your story, and I know that you're going to find the purpose that is just totally aligned with your life lessons and your unique gifts. You're just in the transformation process. So this is not a figuring it out process. This is a transformation process that will give you insight and then the steps will be revealed.
1: Yeah. It's not a head thing. Not a head
0: thing. Exactly. <laughs> and you're a creative guy. You just got went into your head to keep you safe. Give yourself permission to be creative again.
1: we Will do. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: I want to thank Robbie because I know his sharing helped a lot of you. Many of you can probably relate to having something from your past that felt terrible, even traumatic, still affect your present today. But here is what I want you to hear. You can get over it and on with it. I promised. What happened in the past does not have to create your future. But you must be consciously committed to letting it go. You heard that Ravi used his inner critic as a protective measure. He was much harder on himself than anyone could be. And it caused him to become isolated and disconnected from his intuition, which would give him insight about his purpose. He had to cut off his heart because he just didn't want to feel. And that's the thing. When we cut off feeling, we don't just cut off the pain. We cut off the love and the inspiration as well. So unless Robbie, or you, wants to continue to feel purposeless and lonely, he's got to release that old story, and it starts by being willing to transform his old pain. You heard he attempted to avoid feeling anything and attached to figuring it out, but when it comes to transformation, figuring it out, is kind of pointless. I mean, it gets us to a certain point, but then we need something much deeper. I'm sure you can relate to being able to analyze yourself better than any psychiatrist ever could, but things aren't changing. That's when you need two main things, love and wisdom and compassion from your heart, and then some alchemy. You heard me lead Ravi through that heart meditation. Again, go back and listen to The Coach's Corner, and I lead you through your own. And notice that after the heart meditation, he got some really crystal clarity. His heart said it wanted expression through art wanted to relax, and his heart said to him, it will be okay. So much compassion and wisdom in that. So then the next step was taking that information and using alchemy, and alchemy is defined as a power or process that changes or transforms something in a mysterious or impressive way. You have magical and impressive powers to transform your trauma or pain. You heard me talk about how we've transformed the definition of passion from suffering to what we love. You can transform your suffering to what you love. Like Ravi, you may feel like you've made a lot of progress and that's great. I'm cheering you on. That's awesome. But if you're still not feeling what you want to feel and living into your full potential, you may have reached a comfort zone and good enough. You don't want that. You don't want to just manage your pain. You want to transform it. So dance, write, create art, go on a pilgrimage, hire a coach or a counselor who will help you bust through to the next level. And circling back to something Robbie said, when I was encouraging him to create art from that place of pain and really alchemize it, he said, I don't want to go there. And I said, you're there every day. Stop living with a low-grade experience of your past every day. Your fear of feeling the pain keeps you from transforming it. I want to tell you a quick story from my last retreat. I teach some pretty intense cathartic meditation, and there's a cathartic release section in something we do Saturday morning. And there was one woman in there who suffered from a lot of abuse, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, and all the emotions started to come up. And she basically started to have like a panic attack. And she wanted to leave the room. She wanted to get out of there. But I knew that there was a major, major healing opportunity for her. I knew that she was right up against the pain that she had avoided her entire life. So I sat her down on the floor. I looked her in the eyes and I said, look in my eyes and breathe with me. Just look in my eyes and breathe. And I just sent her so much love and so much compassion and said, I'm modeling for you a part of you that you have inside. I'm modeling to you your unconditional love and your compassion and presence. Stay with me. Stay looking in my eyes. And I stayed with her. And we rode that wave of pain. She went to that place that she was so scared to go to. And she got to the other side of it. And I can honestly tell you, She looked different almost immediately, and ever since then, she's had way less depression and anxiety, and she's able to actually have compassion for her pain and be with her suffering because she's not so terrified. It takes a lot of energy to suppress our pain. And if you feel like you have some trauma or some old pain, please find someone to work with. Because it's scary to go there on our own. But after we've had an experience like that woman did with me at the retreat of someone holding that place and someone that can hold that container, that can really hold that space when we're in it, then they model for us and we can do it for ourselves. So I'm telling you, you can get over it and on with it when it comes to your pain, but you can't have full self-expression and avoid feeling as well. One of the big things I had to learn with healing my depression was in order to feel all the joy and inspiration that I wanted to feel, I had to go and feel some of that anger and sadness and shame that I had been repressing. And finally, before I get to takeaways, it is so important that you keep your word with your heart so when you do that heart meditation that I recorded for you on Coach's Corner, or if you've already done it you've got some insight, keep your word with your heart. Don't break your word. The more you listen to your heart, the more you keep your word with it, the more it speaks to you. So some takeaways for you. So I talked a lot about how passion means suffering, but then it means love. And often our Karma is our dharma, meaning our big life lessons translate directly to our life purpose. So if you want some more information on that, there are a lot of exercises in Expectation Hangover, my last book, to help you. If you have that book, or if you're going to get it, refer to chapter nine, the spiritual level, and look at these sections and the exercises entitled Lesson Quest and Your Life Purpose, and that'll really help you get to some of the insight that I helped Robbie get to today. Some other things, be honest at what you're attempting to figure out and stop trying to figure it out so much. Alchemize it instead. Also, be sure to listen to my Coach's Corner with Jim Quick. It went up on April 1st, I believe. So much good insight in there, just gems. He just talks about how we rewire our brain, how we go back and change memories. I mean, it's just chock full of awesome information. So definitely download and listen to that one. And also, if you have a pretty nasty inner critic and inner bully, first of all, be kind to yourself. But one thing that helps is going out and being kind to others. I have found that volunteering and being of service really, really helped me with my inner critic. So maybe find a way to do that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was a inspiring and useful episode for you. I'm always open to your feedback. You can find me on social media, Christine Hassler. Let me know what shows you like. Let me know what's really resonating with you and just say hi. I like connecting with all my listeners. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.